This week on the Unsigned Podcast, we have manager extraordinaire Leroy Benrose. This guy was super gracious with his time um, and, and couldn't wait to, to join us on the podcast. He actually had to take the call uh, from the Apple store where he got stuck uh, trying to get his phone fixed. He called us from the Genius Bar uh, landline. So we got to thank him for that. But just a great episode. Um, you know, he started out as the, um, you know, as a manager for Charles Hamilton in the early 2010s. Then he went on to manage Lion Babe and is done booking for the legendary club SOBs in New York City. So he was super gracious with his time, went into a whole bunch of managerial stuff, which, um, you know, you guys can listen to uh, in in the episode and encourage you to do so because this this is one of the best ones that we've done so far. Uh, But if you're looking for more information on Studio Talk, hit us up, studiotalk.co. And uh, without further ado, let's get into the episode. So yeah, thanks again for uh, for coming on. Appreciate you uh, making time. A uh, bit of a hell of a day, as you mentioned. But uh, taking a break from teaching your live at Apple class. <laughs> <laughs> but, live uh, from the Genius Bar. Yeah, man. There you go. So yeah, if, if if you don't mind, just giving like a brief intro. You know, name and uh, you know, state your name and rank. Yeah, well, you know, my name is Leroy Ben Rose. Um, been managing artists for the last twelve and a half years. Um, you know, came into the game as an intern, doing multiple internships my last year at college. I interned over at Good Music, was over at Sony Urban um, and TGT Publishing. And, um, you know, spent some time learning the game and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Wasn't really quite sure uh, where my angle and what my path was going to be. But, you know, the longer you stay in, in, you know, learning the game, you start figuring out where you kind of fit in and, and what what passions you pick up. And management kind of kind of just came my way, um, you know, just in terms of artists coming approaching me and, and just finding things that I, that I like. And, and so was after doing the internships and whatnot was, um, you, you know, you started to do a bunch of the bookings at SOBs. Did that come? Was the, the booking piece kind of like your first four, uh, foyer into, you know, a real job in the industry, you know, once uh, you were done with school? No, nah, man. I, it started way, way before that. Just to give you a little context of, of like the, I guess the into the real introduction to the industry. For sure. Um, you know, I was in, like I was saying, I was interning my last year of college, and I started figuring it out that, you know, this is what I want to do career-wise. It's definitely going to be something in music. So I, I ended up dropping out of school uh, to focus on my internships, and you know, while I was at TBT. I came across um, this artist, Charles Hamilton, and, um, you know, he kept, he kept reaching out to me via MySpace. You know, he wanted to help out with this this program I was doing, but it was kind of last minute. And, you know, I told him, Hey, maybe the next one, you know, we can, we can link up, but the music kept, the music lived in my inbox for a couple of weeks. And I just, one day when I was, when I was um, at TBT, um, you know, they ended up hiring me as a receptionist after doing internships. I did a couple of cool projects, and they're like, you know what? Would you be interested in taking a position as a as a receptionist? And I took it, it because it was, you know, it was no pressure. It was I'm learning. I'm seeing everyone's moves, and I'm learning kind of everything behind the scenes. Um, you know, I get to work on the computer and do whatever I need to do on my own, on my own personal time. So, you know, Charles had reached out to me, and I kind of, you know, listened to the music after the event passed a couple of weeks by. And the music, it kind of just blew me away, you know, to the point where I reached out 
And I was like, you know, I would love to link up with you and hear some more music, see what you got going on. And went up to Harlem, you know, where he was recording in his high school. He was actually living out of his high school oh, studio. Um, and I went, you know, spent a lot of time with him to a point where, you know, we'd hang out every day. And I yeah. was trying to find opportunities for him. Like, this is when the blogs first started. So, you know, I, it, this is how I met, like, Low Key and, and met Mecca and, Tudor, you know, the Not Right Boys. Like, it was through, it was just through online and just reaching out, like, hey, you know, I like what you guys are doing with introducing music. Would you, would you, you know, highlight my artists? And they did. And this was like 2007, 2006. Yeah, man, that was, that was the height of, of that, that blog era. Yeah, that was that was when it, it was like it, it became a thing, you know. So I, I, it was it became a cool feeling to see your artist on a on a website, and it's like wow, this is Absolutely. this was like you know pretty cool, you know. And that led to getting him in showcases, and then you know little things to the point where he was like, "Yo, you should just be my manager." And I'm like, "I, I don't really know what that means, bro. Like, I, I don't, you know, I've never managed anyone before. I don't really know what that." And he's just like, "Look, just keep doing what you're doing." And um, so, you know, I did that, and we we ended up uh, playing a showcase and winning like a, I think it was like a thousand dollars and like a write up in allhiphop.com. Shout out to Steve Ray. Nice. Um, and you know that led to a, a very important meeting with a entertainment lawyer um, that ultimately wanted to represent my client. And I, even then, I didn't really know uh, what an entertainment lawyer, how important that that role was in the career um but before i knew it you know I, I was having some big profile meetings like pharrell is calling me eminem is calling me you know we're flying to la and mind you i'm i'm, I'm a receptionist you know <laughs> taking these calls from these big these these influential artists and executives and i'm trying to hold my own you know and it got to a point where you know a lot of things were moving and there was a lot of momentum there was a lot of traction online and um you know, Chris Lighty kept calling me um, because he's like, look, I, you guys are doing something special. You got to do something right. There's, there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of hype going on. And he's like, I know you're young. You need an infrastructure around you to do this thing properly. And, you know, I, at first I was a little nervous because, like, you know, everything went from zero to 100 real quick. Like, it was just like, you know, he's living in. I convinced my mom to let him live in, let him live at a house. And all of a sudden, we're we're flying all over the place to have meetings, and we're getting these these big offers. And all of a sudden, you know, I went from being a, a dropout to an intern to um, having these these deals on the table to to invest in my company. Um, so I I didn't really know. Like I'm like I didn't really expect it to happen this fast. And I didn't even know it was a real profession to be honest with you. I just didn't really know how you know the logistics of being a manager and, and just how how it you know in terms of financials how how it worked. Yeah. You know so. Ultimately, you know, I kept kind of, it's funny because I kept, I kept kind of dodging Chris because I just didn't know what kind of, um, you know, you always see these kind of horror stories of, of kind of just being taken advantage of yeah, and not just, really knowing what you're doing. Yeah, just the sharks so, being out there being like, yo, they, yeah, you know, the they sharks, smell the man, blood. It's a, real, yep. it's a real thing. It kept, you know, it got to a point where I just couldn't ignore it. And I knew for my sake, for my career, that I needed, I needed to learn. I needed to, you know perfect my craft and become stronger as a manager and just and no one better to learn from than Chris Lighting at that you know at that time you know 50 cent just dropped and you know obviously whatever he's done before 50 you know whether it's Q-Tip you know Busta Rhymes and you know all, all of all the legends that he's worked with I'm like you know what it makes sense to really entertain the conversation so ultimately 
uh, Chris, you know, offered me a joint venture with Violator and, you know, and invested in Noisy Cricket, which is the name of my company. And that's how I, that's how I really got, you know, I kind of got thrown into the fire. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to be a junior manager under a manager company. It was, I had my company already with, with Charles signed to me and I just needed an infrastructure around what I was doing just to, just to kind of, you know, limit the mistakes I'd make and just kind of, you know, having someone to, to, to hear ideas and, and, and throw things at just to see if I'm going the right way. And, um, you know, it, it had, it had, it had its ups and downs, but ultimately it was the, it was the right move. So that was, that was my real, that was my, my real introduction to the game. And, you know, Jimmy Iovine ended up doing a, a label deal with Charles and, you know, it, it was, you know, it was a big moment for, for not only Charles, but for myself and, and for the team. It's crazy that you left school just to do four years of management school in a few short months. Like you jumped right into a crash course and went from, like you said, you went from zero to a hundred in the blink of an eye. <clears throat> you spoke around a lot of things um, in terms of, and you mentioned the thousand dollars that Charles won. I think that's a, a good kind of being that you threw that number out there um, in terms of payment. What should artists be looking for to pay their managers? First, are you comfortable with telling us what you saw from that thousand? And then as a general rule of thumb, what should artists be in your opinion or, or in your practice? What should artists be looking yeah, to I mean, their managers? Yeah, I mean, from, from that from that showcase that that thousand, you know, that that didn't take anything out of that. That was that was to be, that was reinvestment into what we were doing because yeah. we were indie for a while. Yeah. You know, we were doing everything ourselves for a while, so it wasn't even like a commission thing. Um, the commission came in when we signed the, the Interscope deal, okay. um, and that's when I was like, "Yo, I can make some money doing this thing." <laughs> right. You know, this is right. a this is a, this is a legit this is a legit job, and I'm like, okay, well. I've I've naturally done this just out of passion, but if I became great at it, this could this can really I can do something. Right. You know. Um, but to answer the question, I mean, it's it's between fifteen and twenty percent is is standard. Um, you know, twenty percent. You know, you give that up if if you feel like it's you have a real team. You know, like in terms of different resources, different departments. Right. Because now managers are doing that nowadays. It's no longer just a manager. It's it's like almost like a full service situation where there's branding involved, there's sync, you know, there's distribution, there's fashion, there's all these different elements that can help a career. So, you know, it it's, it varies, but I'd say fifteen to twenty percent is is definitely the um the standard. Okay. And um you mentioned that you started looking for an entertainment attorney pretty quickly and that lighty brought you in and that kind of all these Sorry, pieces. Can, can you repeat that? Sure. You mentioned looking that you um you didn't realize the importance of an entertainment attorney. And you also mentioned right. that you know, Chris brought you in to, or Chris hunted you down to bring you in <laughs> to do business. Um, and, and you mentioned kind of uh, the need for a team and how you went from getting an understanding around what it was that you were truly doing to the understanding of needing a team behind you. Um, as an act grows, they need more support and, you know, just everything from touring to merch to endorsements. How do you help or how does a manager in general help balance all of those things? How do you help to balance all these different silos? If you are an all-in-one manager or if you need to pull in those other pieces, how do you act as that balancing point for all of those things that are going on? Well, you know, to, to, to start the answer to that question, you know, the, the most important thing, and this is something I've learned over the years, is, you know, you have to identify what the artist's vision is. 
you have to be on the same page as as, as the artist. You can't you can't want more for the artist than the artist wants himself, or not even more, but different. You know, you, yeah. you know, an artist might not want to be um, touring every day. You know, might not want to do press every day. They want to be maybe low key, and you can't want that. You know, you kind of have to have that conversation to the point where, okay, there's an understanding. You know, and once you come to that understanding, and then you start figuring out who's the right team to build around this artist? Who who is the right person that will grasp this vision and execute the ideas that you're trying to that you that you're trying to implement. So once you once a manager identifies that, then you know, an experienced manager should know who the right people are. Whether whether it's a booking agent, whether it's a publicist, whether it's a lawyer, um, you know, the the right marketing person, the right the right directors, photographers, all of these things. It's 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 the manager's job to identify because at the end of the day, you know, the artist, their main goal is to make sure that their vision gets executed. 100%. You get what I'm saying? And the manager has to figure that out. And, you know, the good thing about what I've done in the past is because of my internships, I've, I've interned every single department that you can think of. Okay. Um, and I've learned, you know, and and I have a little bit of background, so I, I pretty much know how everything works. You have so the it, it helps me bring in the right people, you know, not only to to you know implement my ideas, right. but I also know if something is done right or something's not done the right way, just because I've seen it, you know. Now, so as a manager, you have to, yeah, it's it's our job to bring in all the right people and to negotiate the deals and to implement the strategy, you know, to the rest of the team to relay that information uh, to the artists you know, be the liaison between the artist and the rest of the team. So it's, it's a, commu- it's a lot of communication going on. It's a lot of, a lot of conversations. There's a lot of, um, you know, just listening, you know, listening to the artist and, and then, you know, and then just kind of put him in a position to win and, 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 you know, provide results. 100%. And I mean, I, I, it's all excellent advice, but for managers and we're not obviously not trying to give away, a full, mm-hmm. you know, the, the full guide to how, but for a lot of the people that are getting started and for, you know, first time managers period, a lot of them don't uh-huh. have the practical applicate, like they don't have the practical right, education right. to apply. So a lot of them are mm-hmm. going into it cold. So they haven't had the internship or they did just right. happen across some, a friend of theirs that was talented or a cousin or a re- someone that was talented that they just happened to mm-hmm. have a bit of business savvy about themselves. So they took the reins on handling management. Yeah. So for that really green manager, someone who might not know, yeah. like, is there a book that you would recommend or just kind of some initial steps yeah. that you would recommend around building yeah. that team? Just because I think that so many managers these days, they happen across these talents. And because with social media and with, you know, everything being so D to C these days, it's real easy to build up a buzz and a following before you can build up a team or much less find somebody to build a team for you. So is there kind of a, yeah. a resource or anything that you can offer or maybe give some insight to that might be yeah. able to help them there? Yeah, I was and just to piggyback off that uh, Jamal's point there. I think what you said a couple of minutes ago, Lee, were just about like listening being a big thing. I feel like um you know, just like you were saying, that's that might even be the, like the most important thing. Would you agree? As as like as you're just starting out, it's really about listening and trying to figure out what the other person's, vi- you know, the artist's vision is and trying to help execute on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a new artist or an experienced art. I'm um, sorry, a new a new manager or an experienced manager. That needs that conversation needs to happen regardless right. in terms of 
identifying identifying division. But the beautiful thing, you know, about you know the last couple of years is that you don't, you know, you can all of the tools are available online. You know, all of the, all of the resources are are available online to to anyone. You know, so I think the the main ingredient for a new manager is it has to be, you have to be passionate about what you're doing because there's no money involved in the beginning. So if you're not making money, the only thing that's going to sustain your excitement is your passion for what you're working on and the belief in what you're doing, you know, to a point where, yeah, you, you see, you see the vision, you're going to make that money down the line. That's what's going to drive you in terms of, you know, understanding how to distribute your music and, and getting it out there. Anyone can do that. I, I think I think maybe some new managers get intimidated because it's just like okay, where do we start? But there's a lot of reading you can do. You know, there there are some self distribution companies like the TuneCores, like the Distro Kids. You know, there's Spotify for artists. There's, everything is analytics these days, so you can right. see when you put when you put out a record, you can see who's listening, you can see who's you know what markets are gravitating more to your music. You know, I think in the beginning, it's, it's it's all about, you know, just getting the basics down, whether it's getting, creating all your social accounts, right? Getting your bio, getting the right, right. photos, all those, all those basic things need to happen. And then once you have that, and then you, you gotta, you know, you can't be a yes man either. You gotta, you gotta, as a manager, you have to let your artist know um, if, if you think something's right or wrong, if the music's fire or it's not fire, you know, there has to be a trust between manager and artist and artist and manager. I think that's the first, that's the first start. I mean, I don't, you know, and some, and, and when I say this, you know, some artists can do this without management in the beginning, you know, like it's, it's hard. It's hard when you're an artist that, that doesn't have any music out to get a manager to care, especially a, a manager in, in, at a company, because look, they, you know, time is money and it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to, to, you know, to invest your time into something that's not yet proven unless you really, really, really believe in it. Same thing with labels. They like to sign artists when they already have momentum, when there's followings, when there's stats. They, you know, like the, everybody hates the groundwork these days. So you gotta learn to fall in love with it. I mean, not all, not everybody. I mean, that, to me, that's that's everyone cutting a check the, hates the groundwork. The most. Everyone <laughs> cutting know, a like check that. hates the groundwork. <laughs> that's that's I should I should rephrase that. They're, like the yeah, labels the groundwork and, is is it, is it easy, but it's right. it's definitely um um what's the word I'm looking for. It's rewarding, mm-hmm. you know. It's rewarding once you see the progress. Like every artist that I've ever worked with, I've always worked with them from the beginning, from the ground up, first song, you know, or first project. And you know, we and I've you know I've looked back and it's like, wow, we've been on world tours. We've, you know, we've done records with so and so, and you know, we're getting these big endorsements. It's like it's 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 gratifying. And and you know what? And and an artist doesn't forget that. They know who's with you from day one. Most of them, at least. But um. But yeah, I guess to, not to digress, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a, a young manager, you know, just needs to learn and be and be confident and, and not to be scared to make mistakes because you're gonna make mistakes. You're right. gonna you're gonna make mistakes, but you gotta you gotta be confident in it because artists they sense it. They sense when you're not confident, when you're not sure about something, and that's that could be the beginning of the end. Once an artist doesn't feel confident in you and the manager, you're out of there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a that's a really good point. And and going back to your point um, about artists starting out in the beginning, it's it really is about yeah. honing your craft. You know what I mean? And just yeah. putting in those ten thousand hours, and then you know, trying to find um, you know that manager that ha- that has that passion. Because to your point, mm-hmm. like 
that there is no money in the beginning. So you got to find right. somebody that, that just fucks with you like super heavy and, and is down to go that extra mile because they kind of mm-hmm. have that blind confidence of like, yo, I got nothing to lose at this point. You know what I mean? Cause I don't have a name in the industry and I'm trying to, uh, you know, to, to build my, build my name as a manager as well. So, uh, you know, just kind of on that point, um, any any other books? Uh, J- Jamal had kind of asked this question a couple of minutes ago, but was just curious. Any any books specifically that you would recommend um, from like you know you know uh, biographies on any great managers or like communication books? Anything that you read when you were first coming up that you know felt had a you you felt that had a great impact on your career? Something that you continue to reference? Oh man, to, to be honest, I, I'll keep it real. I didn't, I didn't read too much. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't read too much. Only, and I say that only because I was interning. That was, my, right, I, was right. in, I was doing three or four at, a, at the same time. Mm. So that was my reading. My, my internships were my reading. That was, that was me watching and learning and um, asking questions. You know, you know, when you're around Chris Lighty, man, like you, you see, you see right. how he, how he handles himself, how he, how he uh, approaches conflict or you know, finding solutions for problems and just communicating and just instilling that confidence in what he's saying. You know, that was, I think the most valuable thing that I, that I learned is to, is to conduct yourself that way. You know, even if, even if you're not quite sure, you know, you have to kind of, you know, you can't be scared to say, look, if I don't have the answer, I'm going to go find the answer. You know, and never, you know, even when I work with, you know, my assistant or whoever, my interns now, it's like, I never want to hear, I don't know, you know, because, that's not the end game. You know, if you don't know, find that out. You know, you can find anything out online. Right. So it's like, hey, I'll be right back. I, I, I'll get the answer for you. I'll figure it out. Right. You know, so that's, so that's you know, one of the most important, one of the, I guess, one the most important, one of the most important qualities to have as a manager is to be able to find, find solutions to anything, you know. For sure. Yeah, that, that, that definitely seems to be, you know, the, the best of the best in terms of management that, you know, those seem to be the ones that are great at problem solving, like first identifying what the problem is. And then just like you said, if they don't know, cause no one knows all the answers, you know, and no matter how, right. how you climb, uh, right. you know, professionally, there's going to be new challenges that you face it where you don't know the answers. So it seems like the best of the best are the, are the ones that tend to, you know, uh, in, you know, digest a problem and, and, you know, the figure out a way. The best are the ones who are constantly learning. Right. So right. They're the ones right. who are, ever yeah. evolving and don't rest comfortably on their laurels or on whatever their knowledge base is. They always take it upon themselves to learn more to, if not to do more, to at least have the ability to do more if more is called upon. Yeah. And that kind of goes, goes into the the next question that we had. Um, you know, you've been, as you mentioned, you've been managing big acts for a while now. You've been doing it for over a decade, you know, and you've worked alongside, you know, big acts like Lion Babe. That's, that's one of your main acts right now. Uh, you guys have done stuff with Childish Gambino and Pharrell, you know, so what is the one thing that you noticed um, when it comes to their management teams that really mm-hmm. stood out to you? Because obviously those are, you know, some of the biggest acts in the world. So clearly something is going right. Is there anything that you noticed from those those teams that um, stuck out to you, and and maybe something that you weren't doing that you now applied, or or something that you already were doing, and it kind of reaffirmed that you know you were right in in your thought process? Yeah, I mean, I, one thing I noticed is that you know they have very tight knit teams, and they're very very structured. You know, there's there's someone who handles 
everything. You know, you got right. someone who handles marketing or someone who handles the operation and just, there's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, um, you know, strategic and structured, uh, environment. I think that's one of the things that, um, that I've, that I've kind of noticed from, from these guys, but I've also worked with bigger acts that, you know, it's, it's a very small team. It's, it's one person that you, that you deal with. So I think there's, you know, I, I just think it's, the, the the ones that are effective are the ones that have been there from the beginning or the ones who have a good grasp on, on what the artist is trying to do. And you can tell when someone really puts in the effort to to go the distance to, to make sure their artist is content and, and, and thriving in terms of strategy. Um so those are those are a couple of things that I've that I just I've noticed. Um but one thing I wanted just to touch from the last topic if that's sure. cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of like, you know, making mistakes and it's like, I like to compare things to like, you know, like sports analogies, right? It's, you know, you see these teams who, who make it to the playoffs. Some have experience, some don't have as much experience. The ones that do have experience usually are the ones that, that win it all, mm-hmm. you know, just because they're battle tested. They, they've seen this, this issue before. They know what it takes to, to advance. Um, and I think that any manager, I think that starts out has to realize that they have to be patient, you know, because you're not, you know, a lot of artists, they want to, they want to blow up overnight or they want to, they see other artists around them um, doing big things. And they're like, well, why are we doing this? You know, I, I think the manager has to be patient and has to be realistic and, and kind of just keep threading on. And as you go on year after year, you're going to, you're going to start learning things. And you're going to start seeing how things actually move and then you'll, you'll be able to operate more efficient. So that's that's one thing I wanted to say to new managers. Like, patience is so important. Uh, you might get frustrated. You might you might think you belong further along than you are. Maybe you do. You know, maybe there are certain mistakes that you that slowed you down. But everyone has their own everyone has their own trajectory and their own path. So you just have to kind of stay the course and just keep your eyes open and and try to maximize any opportunity that comes your way. Um, and be humble about it too, man. You know, it can be the opposite. Sometimes you have an Absolutely. art that blows up overnight. And you might think you're the shit, and you know you you have to play you have to play smart because the same people you see on your way up you're gonna see on your way down. Always. So you have yeah. to you have to you know you have to maintain that same integrity throughout. Um, you know it's a it's a and it's a marathon. It's a long game. It's not it's not overnight. So you want to build your career, and your career is bigger than one artist. You know you might have an artist that's popping right now. And it might not be popping next year, but you still need to find a way to stay popping because you're you're a manager, you're an executive. You have to keep ways to, to stay relevant, you know. And that's why that's why with hard work and building a, a reputation for people to want to work with you. Um, so that's just another piece of advice I wanted to share. And to piggyback a little bit on that advice, um, it's as much as you have to you have to mind your own course. Like so, as much as you have uh-huh. to stay the course and push forward the greatest teams in sports are never concerned with the team across from them, the right. team behind them or the team ahead, ahead of them. They're right. concerned with pushing forward and making sure that they're there at the end of the season, at the end of the playoffs with the trophy hoisted in the air. Mm-hmm. And I think so many mm-hmm. artists and so many managers get caught up in wondering what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Why is this person 
on this plate? Why is this person getting this? Why does this person have this campaign or opportunity? And that's the exact moment when you start asking questions, those questions, that is the exact moment when everything starts to slip away. So I think you have to, the best teams, the most winning organizations and the best artists with the most perseverance. Jay hasn't in a day, you know, hasn't ever Uh looked at anybody else. He's always been, he's always done his shit. Sure, you engage in competition and there are those like mm-hmm. you get your reps in, but you're mm-hmm. never pinning your career against oh, someone yeah. else's. You're making never. sure yeah, I mean, that that's, that's, you're... A, that's like a rookie mistake. Like, I, I right. never like, you know, I, I watch what people are doing. Like, yep. I see what, you know, my the, the competitors, I wouldn't even call them competitors, but I, I see what I see what all the artists are doing, what right. kind of moves they're making. And sometimes it, it, it inspires an idea for me that I could take somewhere else. But I never, I never look at it as like, okay, well, we gotta do this because they're doing that. You know, I'm, I'm worried. I, I focus on what can we do better. You know, are all the site, are all the the, the social media, is everything is everything updated? Are all the accounts up to date? You know, do right. we have fresh photos? Do we have press photos? Do we have, you know, what's the strategy for the next six months? That's what I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and another thing that I've been looking at lately, you know, is to is to not only look at things on a music lens, but just overall as a business, you know, when you're an artist, your music is your is your business. This is what your your vehicle to generate income and to to do other things, you know. So I look at like how can we strengthen the brand? How can we start doing things where, okay, we're gonna start investing money into certain things to to build your nest egg outside of music. You know, I don't want you to just rely on music as your as your as your means to to make a living. Like there's got to be ways to like let's maximize, let's let's kill it with the music, but let's start. Let's start investing in businesses. Let's start looking into tech spaces and start putting money elsewhere. So you're building an actual you're building an actual business, not just a music career, like an, an actual business. That's something that I'm 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 really interested in lately, because uh, you know like you see a lot of it in, in sports as well. Like you, you know, an artist has a great career, they retire, and then they blow their money and their you know their lifestyles. You know, they have to maintain that lifestyle, and that money quickly goes. It's the same thing with with music. If you have a nice run. And, you know, people move on, you know, people grow up, people listen to different things and you're not making as much music. You have to have it. You have to have something built. And I, and I always want my artists that I'm working with to be in a, a great position to win outside of just music and just as as humans like they're they may one day say, hey, I don't want to do music anymore. But they have other things that are that they've been brewing throughout their careers that they can rely on. And and I think, to be honest, I think that goes like uh twofold right that that's for artists and managers it's like always continue to look outside of what it what it is that you're doing specifically and kind of keep those you know uh you know those other interests that you may have on the side like keep peaking those interests and keep reading up on those things because you never knew never know what an you know where an opportunity might pop up um to to do other business and and uh mm-hmm. it kind of just reminds me um i was just watching uh the the lebron stuff more than an athlete on the the ESPN plus app and he said that exact piece it was like you know everyone's looking at them like yo why are you starting all these other side businesses and these production companies and he's like well you know for me it starts with basketball and then uh the things that we have going on outside of that um all stem from basketball so you know i think yeah. it's important to throw that out there as well as like yo we're not saying don't think about music at all we're saying yo you like music but you know it, maybe you just don't you know look at the 
look at all the things that you love about the music that you make and figure out other yeah. opportunities. And, you know, it's like uh, Dre and Beats. Like, he made headphones because motherfucker was in the studio all the time and wanted better headphones. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, you, you, ha- you kind of have to. Like, you, you, right. your bread and butter is the music, but, you know, as you as you get better at that and, you, and, you're, and you're actually making money from that, you know, there's no there's no limit. There's no real limit to expanding your business. Yeah, if that's what you're interested in doing. Like you said, you, you know, you, you keep your eyes peeled. You see, you know, they wanted to make better headphones. They did that. They yep. used their, their leverage, their brand power, their visibility to attract customers and to attract the fan base. That's really, music is the vehicle. LeBron basketball is the vehicle, you know, but LeBron was smart enough to recognize that, hey, I can, I can parlay this into other many things. You know, I'm, I'm influential. I think that's the key word. If you're influential, you can, you can, you can, you know, excel in any other field you want. You know, so it's like, why stop at just one thing when you when you have the ability, especially with technology these days, you have access to so to so much. So why not why not look into it? But and like I said, some artists they don't want to do that. Some artists say, hey, I'm, I just want to be an artist. I just want to make music, and that's fine. But as a man as a manager though, it's my it's my responsibility to try to educate. And try and try to bring opportunities and try to bring perspectives into things. And at the end of the day, the, the artist makes a decision. I just I just bring perspective and opportunities, and you know the ability to help execute and make and make things bigger. Um, and it's on them to to hear the advice or to just stick to what they're doing. It's either way, it's fine with me. But I just want I just want them to to have the opportunity and say, hey, this was presented to me, and you know, hey, it, it could be something that's that takes that takes me further along. You know, where it expands my vision into a whole other, a whole other world. Right. Absolutely. Well, yo, man. Uh, before we get you out of here, um, you know, we, we like to to wrap up um, each person that we have come in and just talk about kind of y- your top five tips. So each person obviously talks about something different, but with uh, you, we just wanted to know, you know, kind of what are your top five tips uh, for artists and how they should approach working with their managers or um, how should they uh, approach finding a manager? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I have five. I'm just going to just go ahead and just start saying yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, yeah, bunch cool. of, a bunch of tips. But, you know, I, for an artist looking for a manager, that's I, I, another patience thing. You know, be patient. I wouldn't say go to, you know, the biggest of the biggest to, to represent you. I don't think that's always the solution. Sometimes your homie, your cousin who loves your music is more than equipped to get it done. Um, you know, as long as they treat it as like a job rather than a, rather than a hobby. You know, they have to they have to do the due diligence, they have to learn, they have to know who's who and they have to, you know, create opportunities for for the artist. Um, and I think, you know, the different traits that are important, I think, you know, someone that you obviously trust, someone who's creative, someone who has relationships. Uh, someone who who can hustle. You know, you might not have the relationships, but you know how to talk, and you know how, and you know you know how to communicate, and you know just find your way into conversation with people. Um, those are you know some of the important traits I think you need in a manager. Um, trying to think, what else would be important in terms of um, is it a skill you're looking for, or is it more just how exactly would you want me to break um, down? It, it could be either whatever just anything that they need to be looking for a particular skill that they need to have just one indelible trait that they need to have whatever you think they should be keeping their eye out for that that's where we realize five tips might be a bit too um specific so it can be you know 
just five yeah, items. I mean, Let's. I mean, the other thing too is you know th- this question was artists looking for managers. Same goes for the other side. Like, what are some traits that you know managers you know should be. You know, some tips for managers that are that, that are just getting started out. Obviously, you dropped a whole bunch, but you know, we like to kind of yeah. just wrap it up at the end too, and, and just give a couple if we could. I mean, someone someone who's going to get it done, someone who is going to be up all day and all night working on ways to progress. I think that's the most important thing. You can be the best manager in the world if you don't care about the artist, or if you're not passionate about the artist, you're not going to be effective. So you need someone who is 100% in it for the long run and willing to make, you know, moves and is willing to hear ideas at 3 a.m., uh, willing to, you know, go to the club to personally deliver a record to a DJ. Like, it's the little things. The ones that are focused on the little things to make it work and, you know, don't take no for an answer. We're diligent and, you know, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna ride with you. That's, that's the most important thing early on. Because you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna just walk into an office to a building and, and get that kind of level of commitment. You need to find someone who's who really gets the music, who gets you, who's you know doesn't have to be someone you party with, you know, or you know do all types of things with. It's someone who's just about the music, takes the career seriously, and is willing to learn and, and be patient and you know provide results. I think that's in a nutshell. You know what any any artist should look for, no matter how big you are. You know, but and then once you get that manager, it's gonna come a point where, you know, that manager may need the reinforcement, may need to partner up with someone bigger, like kind of like how I did with Chris. Like I, Chris was like, hey, you, you guys are doing something right, you know, but there's you know, but you need the right team around you in order to uh, take it to another level. And even myself now, you know, once I left uh, Violator, you know, I ran, I went to SOBs and did the booking over there. Uh, and that's where I learned, you know, the booking agent side of the game and, and touring and live and contracts and, and offers and how do you, how these things maneuver. Um, you know, and then from there, you know, I, I signed an artist, Angel Hayes, and partnered up with his company called Turn First, which was, you know, kind of a similar situation from Violator, but I was a little bit more seasoned and I kind of knew what I wanted and what I needed in order to, you know, expand my company in terms of resources and staff and, and finances. And I was able to do that. And, you know, to this day, I have, I have the backing of a pretty strong company, um, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, for, for resources, but for also leverage. You know, right. if your company is working with a lot of big other names, you know, you can, you can use that leverage when you're talking to people, you know, to not necessarily barter, but, you know, it, it has a different level of credibility when you're affiliated with, a lot of successful artists and, you know, a bigger team. So those are the type of things that a manager should be thinking about. It shouldn't be about, it shouldn't be a a selfish thing where, okay, I need to be successful. I got to do this all myself. Uh, You know, a good manager realizes and recognizes when they need some help and what they can and can't do themselves. And they can't be afraid of 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 bringing people in. Uh, You can't be scared of having someone try to take your project away from you. You have to hold your ground, but you have to, you have to acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses. I think if, if you if you recognize that, then you're going to win. Because a lot of I feel like a lot of young managers they want to do it all themselves, even if they're they, they don't have the skill set for a particular area. They just want to do it just because their ego says they can do it, and then they don't they don't win. You know, a good manager will, will say, "Hey, I'm not. This ain't my strength. I, I know who's great at this, 
we should bring them in. Or maybe we hire another consultant. You know, it's all about it's all about the project. It's it's not about the ego. It's not about yourself. It's about you know I have a responsibility for my client and I got to deliver. So however right. I got to do that, I got to figure it out and I got to do that. A manager who thinks like that is someone you need. It can't be about um you know we're going on tour and we're flying first class and I'm on stage with you and you know um you know this this whole all in the, the whole shit. you know what I'm saying <laughs> the, the the limelight that's not really what it's about right. you know that's gonna come. But you have to, you have to, in order to get to that point, you have to be smart about things. You have to be responsible. Yeah, it's about doing know? the work, do, doing all the the gritty stuff, you know, in the trenches that you know people yeah. people don't want to do. It's about making sure that your bio on your Instagram page is right, or you know, your your contact information on your Facebook page is yeah. right. All those little things add up, and then and that's really where you know managers can show their value. It's like, hey, look at all the groundwork that I put in, that. Um, helped us get to that next level, whether it be working with the right publicist or a bigger manager. It's yeah. like, you know, you got, you got to do those things. And, and that then, needs to happen. Yeah. That needs to happen regardless. Right. So yep. you, that needs to, that is the first step. So finding someone, and that's usually someone who's hungry, someone who's young, someone who's close to you, that's going to do that for you. So that's, you know, it comes in phases. And as you grow, as the man, as the artist grows as an artist, the manager grows as a manager. You know, you start learning, you start meeting people, you start doing shows, you start connecting, you start like, oh, I got the contact over here. You know, oh, I got the plug over here. And then you, then you follow up on it and you and you build that relationship. And, the, and, you know, the more years you go into it, you start seeing you have all these relationships. And before you know it, it's like, oh, shit, like, people know me. And, right. and, you know, and people who respect the work that I do, you know, and that's, and that's so important for a manager, man. You want someone with a good reputation or someone who has the ability to create a good reputation. Definitely. You know? For sure, man, and and definitely appreciate the time. Appreciate you coming in, you know, uh, or calling in. Yeah, appreciate you getting past all your technical difficulties. Yeah, man, you shifted <laughs> the genius bar to be yeah. with us. <laughs> I think, yeah, I appreciate you guys reaching out, though, man. I like, you know, I, I definitely like to um, to share, you know, what I've learned with up and coming managers and just no knowledge is meant to be shared. Man, it's something you. I always like to do. Absolutely, yeah, we appreciate you projecting some of that light. And uh, real quick, before we let you go. Uh, when did the new uh-huh. AirPods come in? <laughs> Say it again. When did the new AirPods come in? It's not a funny joke if I got to repeat it, Leroy. You just <laughs> stepped on that moment. Um, we're going to get it back. Uh, um, but let the, uh, yeah, I think just let them know where to find you. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming out. So where can people find you if they're looking to send you their demos or just, you know, check out mm-hmm. your pictures and random insights? Where can they find you on Twitter and Instagram and other social platforms? Yep. Yeah, I mean, on Instagram and, and uh, Twitter, it's just my full name, at Leroy Benros, L-E-R-O-Y-B-E-N-R-O-S. Um, you know, and if y'all want to send me an email, you know, I don't, I don't mind giving that out. It's, it's, it's Leroy at firstaccessent.com. Um, those are the best ways to, to hit me up, you know? Perfect, um, man. Appreciate it. Cool. All right, man. Yeah, well, check out that check out that new Lion Babe album. Yeah, oh, I was yes. I was gonna say yeah, plug, plug, yeah. please plug. I was gonna say you guys got the um, you just dropped that first record with uh, with Raekwon, right? You guys shooting a video? We shot yeah, the video's out. Yeah, we, nice. we dropped the video with Raekwon. That's, okay, that's looking really good. Dope. We dropped it a few weeks ago. Okay, the record nice. came out last Friday. We just announced our, our U.S. headline tour. Um, yeah, we roll it, man. It's just you know, it's 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 the process. It's yeah, it's the recording. It's the strategy. It's putting the team around you, dropping the music, getting the tour right, 
you know, and then do it all over again. Yeah, man. Keep I mean, and, and just like you said, it's, it's, it's all about that strategy and long term. Like you guys, the, the, the tour is set for like the summer and, and going pretty much throughout the summer, right? Or is it just the month of June that you guys are doing it? Um, it's the, it's the whole summer, yeah, you man, know, it's that's... the whole summer in the U S and something I've always been, um, really adamant about is, is building, is building worldwide, you know, with yep. the power of the internet, you can, you can get anywhere. So I, I've, we've done a really great job in building in Asia, in Europe. Um, you know, they all use the same tools, you know, different platforms, but it's all the same concept. So it's, it's, it's really just taking advantage of every tool that's out there to, you know, to increase the visibility and increase the fan base, you know, you got to you know, every artist starts with a, zero, with a zero fan base, and you know, each day you make progress, you start seeing the numbers go up, and you gotta, you know, all the data is all the data is is made available to you, and then you study it, and then you you react to it, and then all of a sudden you see numbers grow, and you're you're different territory, you're, you're going to different markets, you're doing shows, and you know, streams go up, and you, know, you, you just gotta study study the data, the analytics, and react and keep building. Perfect, man. All right. Well, hey, man, appreciate appreciate the time once again. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, to having you on, on on future episodes, talking about, you know, other, other big projects that you're working on as well. And showing off your brand-new phone. For sure. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'll talk soon. All right. All right, man. Peace.